Fundraising everywhere. 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 Welcome to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast, your one-stop shop for fundraising tips, tricks, insights and support. My name's Alex Aguidas and I'm Head of Growth Marketing here at Fundraising Everywhere. And I'm really, really excited to be welcomed by two special guests today, Louise Sansom, Trust Fundraising Officer at Homestar, a local community network of trained volunteers and expert support, helping families with young children through challenging times as well as our very own Jopego Siamwele, Membership Support Officer. Today, uh, Jopego and I will be asking Louise a few questions about learning and development and what that means to her. Hello, Louise. Hello, Jopego. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Hello. It's lovely to have you here. Uh, where are you tuning in from? Um, I'm in Banbury, so not Banbury. Yeah, no, Banbury. not Leonard. So, yeah, we're sort of the furthest point of the county that you can be. Um, it would be lovely if it was a bit sunnier. It's a what bit kind of temperature day. have you got today? Oh, I don't know. Maybe 20-ish? But it doesn't look oh, like it. That's a nice one, yeah. We have, yeah. Um, we're have we hotter here, but it's been very glum and, and yeah. yeah, not very bright. I know, Chapego, you were already telling us that up in Scotland, yeah, yeah, the furthest you can possibly be up, probably in Aberdeen, uh, <laughs> quite high. I would much rather be in Banbury. I used to live in Kidlington, so I'll like... Oh, amazing. <laughs> yes. I love Kidlington. There you go, yeah. So you've got your woolies on. Yes, I do. Um, but, but, it, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, we are going to be talking today, as mentioned, about learning and development. Um, obviously, fundraising everywhere are like a, a fundraising learning platform, um, and we're always really interested to understand how um, our community and how our members, such as yourself, are are learning, you know, what it means for you, um, how you learn, and um, what you find useful. Um, and hopefully that will be helpful for people listening in, in listening into the podcast. Um, so we have a few questions for you, Louise, um, and we're going to take you through them. Um, Chapego, we're going to divvy them up, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And you're going to start, and then yeah, you can hand over to me. Um, yep. And yeah, let's kick it off. Awesome. Louise Chapego, over to you. <laughs> thanks, Alex. You're going to have a nice break. <laughs> so, um, thanks, Louise, as I said, for being with us here today. No problem. I will start us off. And if you can let us know about why um, investing in training is important to you. And um, I think in the current climate, fundraising is really hard and it probably doesn't matter how much experience you've had. Suddenly we're in a really different situation where we've had the pandemic, um, we're in the cost of living crisis and everything, everything feels so much harder for us and for the people our charities are supporting as well. So for me personally, I'm relatively new to fundraising still. Um, four years ago, I took a career change of direction and I started working at one of our local home starts as a fundraiser I had no previous fundraising experience at all I just loved home start 
Um, and so I never really had the opportunity to learn. And I was a solo fundraiser, had no one to learn from. So I, I literally made things up as I went along and found out I was actually quite good at it. And a year ago, an opportunity arose at Homestart UK, which is our sort of central support for the federated local charities. And I decided to go for it. And I've had the most wonderful year learning from lots of different people. And it's been incredible how much I've changed in the last year and everything I've learned. And I just think that's so important. We're always at the place where we can keep learning. And I'm really lucky to have the most amazing line manager. She's brilliant. But what I really love about her is despite her being 15 years into her career instead of my four, she often talks about things she's learned from me. And one of the things I particularly love about your platform is I feel like you're sort of championing people of different experiences and everyone's point of view is valid. Yeah, that's really, really good. I love that as well. And that kind of, you know, the networking and, and that you're talking yeah. about and just kind of learning off of each other. It doesn't matter whether you're just through the door, whether you've been here for yonks, like yeah. you know, need to learn. And, grow, which is really and the, yeah, those importance of sort of new ideas coming your way. And sometimes yeah. it's not anyone telling you anything you didn't know. It's just that reminder. Mm. taking that moment to just reflect on what you do know is really important yeah exactly which is perfectly leading us on to our next <laughs> <laughs> so yeah actually like in, in line with that we're just going to hear about a time where you've learned something new and um how it felt and what you did afterwards yeah so i attended one of your members clinics I think it's probably about two months ago now, and it was about thank you. And I have Simon. Yeah, the one with Simon. Not to have a legend. It's a legend. That is, I, uh, yeah. Um, not to have a massive ego or anything, but I thought I was really good at thank you. It's something I feel really strongly about how important a thank you is. And I thought I was doing it really well. So we write handwritten cards, and I try and make it quite personal. But I learned so much in that session and lots of takeaway bits that I just wanted to go and act on straight away. And it was such an incredible session for me. And a week or so later, we had um, a donation come in, come in and it was a smaller trust, but it was the third donation of the year from that trust. And I just felt, especially after that thank you webinar and thinking about thank you, I thought, I can't do this the same way I always do it. This is too special. It doesn't matter that it's a small donation. It shows a, a trust that are really invested in us. And right now, particularly with everything that's happen happening with fundraising, I just feel like that matters so much. Um, so I tried something completely different with this trust. And that all came from that thank you letter. Uh, that thank you so what did you try what did you try hello <laughs> yeah um so i slightly use my my daughter's skills which obviously perhaps isn't the most ethical decision as a charity i as well as working for homestart uk i still volunteer for my local homestart so i'm the home visiting volunteer for them so my daughter drew a picture of me playing with a child on the floor while a mum sat on the sofa on the inside of the card 
And then I wrote it. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> and then I wrote a message where I sort of scrapped everything, like all the usual things I do in a thank you. And I just made it really from the heart because that's what I felt Simon Clinic really mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. It being from the heart and it doesn't need to be a professional thank you all the time. Or overthought in any way. No, it can be just exactly what you're thinking right at that moment. We all get those moments where a donation comes in and we want to scream and shout and ring a bell. So why don't we put that in that thank you letter, that emotion we feel at that moment? And so I talked about sort of how grateful we are for their investment, how it was surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise. It was such a lovely surprise. And how my favorite day of the week is when I go and volunteer and it reminds me what I'm doing every day when I'm at work. Um, I haven't had any feedback from the trials. Literally. <laughs> you really are. Thanks. <laughs> I was literally just thinking that. I was thinking like, you know, I can just see and hear the buzz in your voice. Like yeah. it's just all like after being able to to take that on board. And it was an absolutely fantastic workshop. It was such a fantastic um, workshop. It was. It, it was runs so, so much for me. It really has. And it I felt like it gave me almost permission that I could do a thank you in that way and try yeah. something new. Yeah. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, whoever read that um, at the Trust, would that would have put a smile on their face. Oh, like, I there's no so. way that it couldn't have. Exactly. We haven't even seen it and we're smiling. Totally. One of my favourite bits from that workshop, actually, was something that Simon said around the signatory. And um, that doing that. Yeah. He, yeah, I mean... I will share it with everyone, with all of the listeners so then they know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but he said that he would sometimes sign off letters with, um, you know, thanks so much, Simon Scriver, dad, donor, and head of fundraising. Yeah. And that was just like such like a, I don't know, like a yeah. moment. I was like, whoa, I'd never thought of doing that. Which yeah. Is like a bit worrying as an individual giving fundraising for like 11 years. <laughs> I have <laughs> that hand in mind. See, always learning. learning. It's a too polished and and professional and prescriptive. People like switch off and it sounds generic. You just feel like one of many as a person. Someone who's being thanked from the heart from like one person to another. Yeah, and you have to think about what thank you you'd like to receive. And I think that's what Simon did. He showed so many examples and he put us in that situation of would you you want that thank you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I've I started the signature thing as well. <laughs> I love yeah. it. It's, it's really, really lovely. Yeah. Bringing your whole self into your work. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all we do as fundraisers, don't we? We are bringing in our, ourselves, really. So that is that is really lovely to hear. And it's, it's so nice to hear that. Um, it's impacted you in such a lovely way. It has. Um, so I mean, with, you know, with that in mind, like where do you slot learning and development into your role to be able to implement such things like this? Learning and development can definitely be the part where if you're really busy, it will get dropped because it can go to the bottom of your priority list every day. So I'm trying something. It's not perfect because often I still ignore it. But in my calendar, I've put in two slots every week where um, one of them, you'll love this one, is... um, catch up on an on-demand session on fundraising everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Louise you are a model member that <laughs> oh, exactly. 
that's exactly what we want to hear and what we'd recommend as well. We did not get her to say that. We, 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 we actually didn't like her to say that. We said that of our own, of our own accord. Okay, say that. Um, so that's one of them. There's also within Homestart, we have this perinatal and mental health training module. So that's another one I've slotted into my working week. So that's an hour every week I try and do. And then my last one, I've just started this, is on my last, so I finish on a Thursday because I don't work on Fridays. And my last half hour is a journaling session of trying to reflect on my week and think about what my learning, like what have I learned that week? What didn't work well? What should I have done differently? So that's what I attempt to do. Some weeks I attend those sessions that I've put into my calendar. Some weeks I don't. <laughs> I'm trying. Hey, that is it, right, isn't it? All we can do is earmark this time. Sometimes, you know, stuff gets landed on our desk and it's not possible. But I just, I I think in the past I've um, I've fallen victim of like having a bit of a plan and then one week it goes out the window and then you think, okay, well, I've failed at it and now yeah. like, it's just, out, you know, yeah. it's not going to work. But actually the, there's no rules and actually if you can't make it work one week, give it a go the next week yeah. again. And yeah. Yeah, and if you just have it on a task list, you're never going to get round to it. Uh, yeah, because there's always going to be something else you prioritize. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, end- the time in your diary is smart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The intention is is there and it's smart. And I think the yeah. fact that you are like continuously trying to like keep that admission and not like as Alex says, like to give up because you just had one missed hurdle on it. Like you know, it's it's, it's, it's a constant thing to keep working out and keep going through. So. And the journaling part, it just that blew me out because I'm a, I'm a trainee counselor at the moment as well. So right. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, there's one of my clients that I was seeing, and, and she loves to write down things and really does help her. So I'm like, journal. But then it's just carving out the time to journal. And I get it. It is hard, like sometimes because it's like you could be doing so many other things. Um, so it's like it, it doesn't seem like that much of a priority. But even just having that carved out 30 minute space to just write those thoughts down, it can actually mm-hmm. clear the mind so much better. For then being able to do said other tasks and things and stuff and to grow from that. So I think that's that's really admirable that you're kind of trying to create that time for yourself to do those things. It's really important. So whilst trying hard. Keep <laughs> <laughs> out going. It's it's an ongoing work. So it's it's really good. Um and then my final question to you was about um yeah, home start. Why do you know why they decided to become um a fundraising everywhere organization member? So at Homestar, we have uh, our fundraising team is a corporate team, a very new individual giving team and trust team. I sit in the trust team and there's two of us, corporate team slightly bigger, individual giving on their own. And it was just felt that we needed something we could go to, almost that we could sort of pick and choose Mm. what we do. And I'd noticed fundraising everywhere already, but it was actually my line manager that we made the decision to go for it and for us it just fits perfectly it's having that flexibility of things being on on, so you don't have to stick to a slot in the day it can happen as you need to lots of really great content um and yes that was our reason really nice sounds like yeah it's like something for everyone. You got your corporate yeah. and yourselves and trust and stuff. So There's everything. Like, yeah. And I often dip into things that aren't trust-based just mm-hmm. because I want to extend my knowledge of all fundraising. And I think there's other people who do exactly the same. It, exactly. You don't have to stick to what you know, do you? Mm, absolutely. You could, 
choose to learn in other ways. And for me personally, I really love the members clinic because they're not on demand and it makes me be a slightly more disciplined with, yes, I am going to go and do that. That is awesome. <laughs> that, yeah, that, like community and network moment as well. Yeah. yeah. We hear so often from members and from, from you know, many in our community that the on-demand library, um, I mean, this isn't an external tagline, but I'll put it out there, the Netflix of fundraising. That is something that we're talking about internally. But, you know, no matter where you are, no matter whether, you know, you're kind of like in your PJ still and, you know, yeah. you just haven't got ready for the day or, you know, it doesn't really matter where you are or what you're doing. You can you can learn stuff, which is so valuable, absolutely. And also you don't have to travel, which yeah. is a great one. You know, it's cheaper. It's really impossibility. That's it. But yeah. I really know what you mean about um, going to some stuff live because the members connects for me. And when I go to like conferences live as well, I get like this like little excitement thing inside me. Yeah. Well, like you hear the music starting and then you can see everyone coming into the chat box and saying hello. And um, so many of us are working remotely now. Yeah. Um, or hybrid, you know, we're having less yeah. kind of contact time. Um, so it can be really lovely just to come into a, a space like in real time with people yeah. and and connect with them and, and abroad and our networks as well. I think yeah. it's ironic that so many of us work more remotely now than we did, but I actually feel more connected and like I have a bigger network than I ever did before. Yeah. Even though I was seeing so many people every day. Yeah. yeah. And at Homestart, we are all working remotely and that was a consideration really in terms of our training development. We couldn't choose a place where we would access training from. It had to be online and it had to be something that would suit all of us regardless of where we are mm-hmm. this fits the bill by the sounds of it yeah <laughs> i love it i should probably tell <laughs> let's hear it that we also didn't ask louise to say that but well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. to my section of the questions um so i am really interested to know louise because um, i know that home start you've been organizational member since november so like a good few months now yeah. Um, and I smile when I see your name pop up in like various places um, when I've been at the members clinic or like, you know, at a recent conference. I, I saw your face pop up, your name pop up. Um, but what have you attended so far? Give us a bit of a flavour and, and tell yeah. us what you thought. And- so the Thank You Clinic, obviously, yeah. was quite a favourite of mine. Um, what had I attended before that? I can't remember, but I have. I went to the Charity Leadership Festival. Yeah. So- that was hey, because I had to, yeah, I had to uh, celebrate my friend Sarah Jane who was on it. So yeah. he was talking. So I had to be there to be her cheerleader. Um, but also for me personally, I'm not yet in leadership, but it's definitely where I'd like to be in the next, well, I'd probably say six to 12 months. So it was really good to have the opportunity to listen to lots of leaders I loved the way the rooms were set out so I could sort of dip in and out of things and I haven't yet used the time to go back to things I didn't get to watch but I am. It's in my plan, it's in my calendar that I will go back and dip into some of the other. The beauty of it as well is like when you remember um, you can go back anytime. There's no like ticket holders, they have about 30 days um, to rewatch stuff which is like a really good amount of time but um, you're not uh, tied to a specific time frame. So even if yeah. you wanted to, like, you know, watch one session every couple of weeks or, you know, every few weeks, um, you wouldn't yeah. be limited, yeah. you know, yeah. in, terms of, in terms of time. But 
I um I really enjoyed Leadership Festival as well. Um, yeah, I am often live tweeting the event. So it's kind of like great because I get to like watch a bit of everything, but also um I get really sad because I, I just I'm like really into something that someone's saying and I'm like, oh, damn it, I need to like leave and go into another room now. <laughs> yeah. I also go back afterwards and like listening to things. Um and I think what you were saying earlier about kind of the like the diversity of the speakers like leadership like in this instance like comes from all levels and from all places and I think particularly leadership like even like five years ago meant like a very specific thing yeah. and probably like a middle-aged like white guy yeah um where actually you know today we know that you know that isn't the be-all and end-all thank goodness yeah <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> really love that we can like celebrate that on and in platform uh, and like you say like learn from from all sorts of people in all sorts of areas yeah and in different organizations as well it's really interesting to hear what other people are doing and how other people do it and it just helps you to think about oh could I be doing this differently the good part what are the good parts of that practice I would like to take yeah uh, or, and then another clinic I went to recently which again possibly has changed my life slightly was the imposter syndrome one how to yes oh that was so good oh my goodness they like, <laughs> can tell me <laughs> no I yeah I, I'm totally with you I love that tell tell everyone a little bit about that clinic that was the one right before I think yeah that was last month's one yeah yeah, I think that was your first one, wasn't it? That was my first one. It was great. <laughs> um, so Stephanie, oh, it was just amazing her talking about almost to celebrate your imposter syndrome in some ways because there's lots of good things that come from that. But she was also talking about the different people you need to make sure that you have in your life. Um, I did write them down. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I love the thing about the cheerleader. Yeah, they were like they do the types of like the three. Uh, yeah, it's like motive. Yeah, yeah, it's like the motivator, motivator the cheerleader. Yeah, someone who has your aspirations at heart. Yeah, yeah be like a famous person or like someone yeah. you who was like you really modelled, yeah. like you thought was a great role model you could model yourself on, yeah. which I love. But I am, um, I am like such a cheerleader that like, I can't help it with people. And I was like following my husband around the room, and I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm your cheerleader. I was like, I'm your cheerleader. <laughs> And I was like, you need to find an inspirational person. And I was like, everyone I was talking to, I was like, okay, there's this thing. We went, you know, we had this members clinic. It was about imposter syndrome. I'll be a cheerleader, but you need to find, <laughs> you need to find these people. Inspirational person. Oh my goodness. He must love that. He must yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay. Like, I think we're making it up, but. Yeah, and it was amazing because for me, I started to dot down names next to those things. Like, who are those people in my life? And I loved the part you were talking about the people to get rid of as well. Yeah. <laughs> to get help out of your life. I wish you could years ago, actually, because I think, like, even, like, I think in your personal life, it might be a bit easier. Like, you can, like, I don't know, yeah. remove yourself a little bit more yeah. easily from, yeah. like, people, yeah. like, energy drainers or yeah. kind of, like, you know, real or whatever. I think in a work setting, it can be, it can be more challenging. Um, yeah. But I think even having, like, the language to be able to, like, label a certain behavior which I think that you know I'm only just starting to learn more about now in like the past like couple of years yeah um that's a superpower isn't it to be able to like 
feel something, know that it doesn't feel right and actually know like what you can call it. So then you can talk to the person in a constructive way about it. Yeah. And I think also if you just being aware of it, so that if you feel like bad after a conversation you can think you know why well that's an energy drainer so that's okay like, it's okay yeah. I'm now feeling like this it's okay I'm now feeling bad about myself potentially yes. because that that person problem not my yeah. problem totally sometimes reflecting on that is a really good way to make sure you don't bring yourself down mm-hmm. so that was an amazing thing it was yeah. absolutely brilliant we need to that in like secondary school because that is what I want to how amazing it would be if we had those conversations in school honestly that would be so oh my gosh I'm yeah. like I'm like oh that makes sense I, <laughs> I try my daughter's 12 and I try really hard to do this with her so I've talked to her about how you have some people that bring sunshine into your life and others that oh, make no. it rain yeah. And I mean, like we talk about people, my friends, that she can recognize, do those two things. Yeah. And it does though, she's aware a little bit. Because, yeah, you're right. There's so many things I think about now that I wish I'd thought about yeah. when I was much younger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's start a campaign. Like into that timing. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start a campaign, like have yeah. these conversations in school. Yeah. 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 I think that would be amazing. Let's get on it. And I think it's it's a good um, it's good to have that conversation. I think in like a big group setting as well, because I think um, you know there are the people that are generally more optimistic and, gen- and people are more generally pessimistic, of course. But then we go through different times in our lives, don't we? Sometimes we're happier, sometimes we're we're not as happy, and that's just the way things go. But I think um, everyone, you know, in a in a group context, being aware of that can like reflect themselves and think okay well am I bringing sunshine or am I bringing rain yeah and actually what what do I want to bring like how do I want people to feel you know after like having a conversation with me how do I want to interact with people um I think as fundraisers that's it's a really important question isn't it because that hopefully we have to talk about very complex and sometimes uh upsetting things yeah um but we don't want to like properly put a downer on our donors and make them feel like oh god this is like completely hopeless so I think it's a really interesting one for us to think about in that context as well you know how can we have those difficult conversations but also make leave our donors with hope yeah and make them feel that you know Mm. there is a solution and that you know their support can can help us get there yeah yeah because I think donors actually want to feel happy about their donation do I would probably argue that most people would donate because they see hope and not mm-hmm. because you're bringing misery to it. Yeah. Um, um, they want the solution and they want to help that solution come. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good way to think about it. But that, yes, that imposter syndrome clinic was absolutely incredible. I felt like it had been put on for me, actually. We're going to quite We all felt like that. Yeah. I think imposter syndrome is something that we all, yeah. yeah. That was with. something I loved with the live chat seen so many people who experienced brown Absolutely. yeah yeah that was really that was yeah. really validating yeah it was it was like oh my gosh yes i feel it too. i'm not the only <laughs> one <laughs> it's totally normal and everyone else is feeling this as well amazing well my next question was actually around um things that you enjoyed um in like the stuff that you've attended yeah. Uh, but I feel like we've kind of we've kind of covered that. <laughs> we really have. <laughs> um, 
So I just had one final question, actually. And then, Louise, you are very welcome to ask us any questions. I know we didn't discuss Ooh. this. Um, and you don't have to, but I feel like we've just been like grilling you. So it's only <laughs> fair for you to be able to ask any questions to us if you want as well. Um, but yeah, my final question was, um, what would you say to anyone who was thinking about perhaps becoming um, a, like a, a member of like a, a learning platform? You know, obviously there's ours, um, you know, there might be something else that they're looking into, but like someone who is like thinking about putting that time aside to invest in themselves, their learning development, you know, their, their career, what would you say to them? I highly recommend they go for it. Um, I think it's one of those things though, you probably get out of it what you put into it. So very true. Where that I very much love fundraising everywhere. I'm so delighted that Sarah Jane signed us up for it because it's been brilliant for me. But I also know I have colleagues who probably don't prioritize it in the way I do. And they probably haven't got quite as much as I have from it. So I think definitely go for it. It's so important to prioritize your training development because um, it's what's going to make you happy with your work. As mm, When you bring new ideas to what you're doing all the time, you tend to find the enjoyment in what you're doing, which is sometimes quite routine. You'll do the same thing every day. But if you start to add twists to it, Mm-hmm. it makes it exciting again it can be motivating it can be very motivating and seeing the results I guess as well because like yeah. if you're trying the same old thing all the time then it'll get tired and after a while it won't work yeah mm-hmm. that's true that's a really good point it just had the analogy of like baking and cooking and that because yeah. I'm just like I'm a, I'm a baker cooker type person I love it yeah. or just like when you just make the same recipes like Monday to Friday and you're like uh I love that analogy. That's a good analogy. And you're right. It's so exciting when you try something new. And even if it doesn't quite work brilliantly, you start to think, oh, I'll do it differently next time. It takes time to, like, I need to look at YouTube videos on how to do techniques. I need to read up a recipe book, whatever, and stuff like that. But then that contributes to getting a better result in the end. So it's like, yeah. It's a part of it's a part of just that development yeah. and enjoyment in that in in that process. Of yeah, really like I that. love that so much. Okay, uh, we're gonna change all our messaging of fundraising everywhere to be like <laughs> about food. <laughs> I like trying different recipes. It's agreed. I love it. I love it. Um, cool. Yeah. So I mean, Louise, I don't know. Like before we. Um, before we love our you Thank you. have a question for us on the spot. That's on you. So I think from the outside, I, I love fundraising everywhere. From the outside, it seems such an amazing place to work. So I'd love to know what you love most about being part of fundraising everywhere. Oh, oh that's such an icon answer. The pressure. Pay go, go for it. Um, yeah, I guess it's just, and and you're right. It's like the the kind of culture that we create of just like. Um, bringing ourselves like everybody we recognize and appreciate that everyone is human everyone is doing like so many things and stuff and so there's so much like grace and understanding for each other there's so much like support for each other like in with and out with what working world like in our slack community thing that i was talking about we have um one of them is called like enfy random so like people are just posting in like what they're up to where they're going this weekend and stuff i recently got engaged fit in my photos we love a gif at home that too (laughs) (laughs) that is true 
Um, your toes were beautiful, Trapego. Oh, thank you very much. It was, and yeah, just and even just seeing that, it was just really nice to see that support and stuff. Like I showed my partner, he was like, "Oh, they're really sweet." So there's like, it's just that kind of community of just like, yeah, we're all in this together. We're working together. We're supporting each other despite like how far we are. Like, well, it's, you're in France and Anna's in Portugal, and like you're in Australia, so like we're all yeah, just, like, all over the all over the place. Yeah, but the the internet brings us together. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I really do love that kind of just the community that we we build even just with our, ourselves together and it's really supportive. Oh that. go. that's nice. you I need to now think about different things to say because you've like stolen all the best things. Sorry. <laughs> My favorite things about fundraising everywhere. I mean, I've worked in lots of different places and I've had lots of jobs that I've really loved and places that I've been really happy. Um, I don't think that any of them uh, worked as well for me as a human being as as like fundraising everywhere in this role. Um, it's like the perfect balance of kind of being part of like just like, a beautiful team who like care about each other um, and look out for each other. And, you know, we're always we're just working so closely. Um, everyone's always like, you know, trying to help someone out or, you know, help someone solve a problem. Um, and also like being connected to that wider community, you know, like our fundraising community, which is amazing, yeah. like going to conferences, like, engaging with like loads of people in the chat box. Um, you know, we get to have lovely conversations like this, you know, with people like you, Louise, um, which I wouldn't have been able to do in my old job. But it's that balance with like the remote life, which yeah. I just think really works for me. Like me and my other half, like we, we were saying the other day, like, how did we go into the office? Like, you know. So that's five days a week and I lived in London, I commuted, yeah, like one hour each way and, you know, you'd have meetings from like, you know, nine to five, you were just so on. And then I remembered, I did it, but I was like, it exhausted me, absolutely exhausted me. I think like every like three months I'd get come down with some kind of like, you know, cold or flu you know, need like, you know, a, a little bit of a break, like a few days off just to kind of decompress. Mm. Um, and I think um, that's what I love about like the balance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all we all trust one another. We all have really clear job roles. We know what we're doing. Um, yeah. We know how we work together, like all that process stuff, like it's there and it has to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it then means that, you know, we do have this like flexibility um, and we all have flexibility in our roles. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like, you know, one night someone might not sleep very well because I don't know, a house down the road were having a party or I don't know, the dog was barking or whatever it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be in your best shape like in, in the morning after. So like if you are able to like start a couple of hours later to finish a couple of hours later or pick that time yeah. elsewhere, then, then you can do that. Yeah. And, and we all need each other to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which I really, really love. And just also what Pega was saying that, you know, I think a lot of organizations try and embody like the culture of, you know, bringing your true self to work and, you know, having space to, to be able to do that. But actually, sometimes the culture is such that you allow that. Yeah, paper somewhere, but like you don't actually feel comfortable no, or yeah. safe. Like you don't have that psychological safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but at fundraising everywhere, like we actually. <laughs> And it's led by example by our leaders yeah yeah, yeah. i and they absolutely like lead the way and give us kind of permission to to be our true selves yeah yeah, yeah. which is a lot less stressful i find mm-hmm. no absolutely like, yeah. like 
like front which yeah that's <laughs> yeah i forgot to mention that I was, that was the part i was going to say i was like yeah nikki and simon are just incredible leaders yeah. in like yeah leading by example in that way yeah well, it's gonna, they're going to be so embarrassed when they hear this. Oh, in London. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, it's going to sound like they, we asked them to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not amazing. <laughs> but no, it is true. It's true. They do really lead by example in that way. And yeah, it's one thing like putting it in a well-being document. It's another thing. Yeah. Well, that that love practice. Practice. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you probably summed up everything that I felt about fundraising everywhere and why I loved it. It's, well, yeah, very well. That is true. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. It's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arlouise, it's been so lovely to chat to you. I've had a really nice time. How's your first podcast experience been? It's been incredible. Thank oh, you. You're so welcome, in. I've loved it. I'm so. I got goosebumps again. <laughs> but this is why something ticked off my imposter syndrome now as well i've done it like immediately like everyone has done everything once you know you know like it's been what i'm trying to say is it's you know it's been the first time for everyone for all the yeah. like, even yeah. you see like you know the ted talks people and yeah as you know all these people doing podcasts and you know there was one time when they'd never done it before exactly yeah. and they have to you know, give it a go I'm always cool. learning always developing that's it i always think of like the dr pepper um advert from years ago you know the one where it's like dr pepper what's the worst Where's that can happen <laughs> i did not an advertisement yeah. advertisements are available um but i often put the thing that in my head and i'm like that's the worst like that's what something stephanie said as well she said what you're living your worst case scenario and I keep yeah, thinking I, about that in my old head. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that's where you can get. Why goes I love. I think that. that's really good. Yeah, that's a really good like ending point. Just yeah. go for it. What's the worst can happen? Don't live your worst case scenario. Yeah, it's not the reality. Mic drop. Dude. I was going to say <laughs> like, the mic drop. And that note, Louise, there you go. And I will say goodbye to you. Thank you, everybody, to listening, uh, for listening in today. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed our little chat. Um, and, yeah, as ever, if there's anything you want to chat to us about, you can just get in touch with us over email and hello at fundraisingeverywhere.com or via the socials. Um, if you want to know what's coming up, head to our website. Um, yeah, until next time, have Thank a good you. day. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Cliff. Thank you so much for listening to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not share it with a fundraising friend? And if you would like to give us a little like or subscribe, it really helps more fundraisers like you find us. Thank you so much. See you next time.